This fun little version of the Iconic Podcast is something a little bit different than what we've done in the past. Uh, my name is Bo Templin, um, and I'm a huge, huge UFC MMA boxing fan. And, uh, you know, Luke was here in front of me when I got to record this, so I got to look to him for reactions, and if you wanted to ask a little question here or there, um, I still want to give him the freedom to do that, and that is still part of the plan. But in the short solo podcast about the fight game, I want to help casual sports fans learn and understand the fight game. I want to recap fights. I want to preview upcoming fights. I want to introduce new fighters uh, to the casual sports fan. And then this is a game that is surrounded by controversy. So I want to talk about some of those controversial topics that do come about. Um, If questions come in and and this is something that people enjoy, I would love to answer them on Twitter or if they want to fill up the voicemail box. That is something I absolutely want to do. I want to provide more insight rather than just who I think will win. Um, But if I get the chance, exploring the gambling side of this sport will be a lot of fun. So without further ado, this is the Iconic Podcast Fight Game Edition. try something new so we've been working together now for about a year and in that time I've, I've gotten a little bit of a chance to explain to you my love passion and interest in the fight game and I think that we may have finally cracked the code on how we can bring in new fans and listeners and maybe just teach them a little bit about what's going on and you know we can kind of use your perspective as the average sports fan for the fight game. So, I'm not sure if you saw this last weekend Justin Gaethje is an absolute monster for the UFC. Now, you know, if you're a big UFC fan, yeah, of course you know who he is and and what he's all about, but for a guy like yourself or other common fans around the world, they may not know who he is. And so that's why I'm here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you a little bit. Here's a little bit of a lesson here. Time to go back to school, all right? Justin Gaethje is a man. He came into the UFC about a year and a half ago. He came in from the World Series of Fighting. He came in at 19-0. and 0. And in MMA, that doesn't happen. 19-0 and 0 does not happen because it's such an unpredictable sport. It's not like boxing. You're not going to get away with an undefeated record for 20 plus fights. Yet this guy, for whatever reason, had a magic touch about him. He came in at 19 and 0, and in his first matchup in the UFC is going to be Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson has fought the best of the best. He's fought everyone. He's fought Khabib. He's fought Nate Diaz. He's fought uh, Donald Cerrone. He has fought everyone there is, and that's going to be Justin Gaethje's first matchup. Gagey gets rocked through rounds one and two, and I'm watching it with my pops at the time. This is a year and a half ago. And I'm like, this guy's got way too many holes in his game. He's taking way too many shots. 
He's getting absolutely lit up. And for whatever reason, like a possessed man, he kept coming forward. He kept coming after Michael Johnson. Even after Johnson would give him his best right hand. So Gaethje would come forward. He brutalizes you with leg kicks. You're not able to walk by round three. He's going to eat everything you have, spit it on the ground, and say, is that all you got? So Gaethje fights Michael Johnson, and he ends him with just an absolute vicious knee. Since then, he has fought Eddie Alvarez in what was fight of the year last year. He fought Dustin Poirier, where he got absolutely lit up. And, and you're thinking, man, this guy just doesn't have a long life expectancy in the UFC. There's just no way you could keep keep this up for a long amount of time. And well, we, we come to James Vick. And that's the man who fought Justin Gaethje this last weekend. And, and leading up to the fight, well, they had, they had a little bit of words back and forth. And, and Vick's telling Gaethje, dude, who do you think you are? You're Homer Simpson. You're good at eating shots. I'm a real fighter. You know what I mean? All you can do is eat shots. You've got nothing else. You're eating 10 significant shots a minute in your UFC career. Well, we haven't really heard James Vick talk too much since Saturday, and that's because Justin Gaethje knocked his ass out in the first round. He swings with the left hook, misses barely, and Vick is so concerned on that left hook that he misses the overhand right that sends him to the ground. He didn't even get up two, three minutes. This dude was on the ground. He thought he was still fighting. Gaethje, after the fight, came up to him, you know, you know offer condolences, maybe like uh, set aside the war words that they had. And, well, Vic thought he was still in the fight. He tried grabbing Gaethje's leg because he thought they were still fighting. That's how bad he was messed up in this fight. Michael Johnson, Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier. That, those are the men that Gaethje has fought. He knocked out James Vick this last weekend. And it's potential knockout of the year. This was vicious. He sent his body lifeless. Uh, and for the, you know, the common fan, you might not know who a man like this is. But he is earning his payday in the UFC. And, you know, we're not going to get to see him for much longer. But he is absolutely worth watching. If he, if he comes across your screen again, he's going to fight the best of the best. He doesn't care who's in front of him. He's going to eat shots. And it's not going to be a boring fight. No matter if he wins, loses, or if it's a draw, the fans walk away the winner. And that's what really matters. Coming up next week is going to be Darren Till and... Tyron Woodley, Tyron Woodley, of course, the, the Mizzou grad, you know, the wrestler here. And if you're a fight fan, the first thing you noticed at the first faceoff that they had, because Tyron Woodley's a big guy. He's a very, very big 170-pound fighter. You know, a lot of people guess that he walks around at about 200 pounds and he cuts the rest of the 30 pounds, you know, the week before the fight. And, and he's big. He is big in that division. He has as much power as anyone in that division. And yet he's going up against the gorilla, Darren Till. 
Darren Till looked massive. He put his hands up over Woodley's head and made him look small. I have not seen anyone do this ever in Woodley's time in the UFC or in Strikeforce prior to the UFC. I haven't seen it with anyone. The concern here, I don't think it's as much for Woodley in terms of the fighting. Because I think he could handle the size. Man, how do you not worry about Till missing weight? He missed weight in his last fight against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. He barely beat him. I mean, it was an incredibly close fight. Woodley now has beat Thompson twice. So you know Woodley can take care of him. But Darren Till looks big, man. And, and he was asked today at the press conference, how's the weight cut going, Darren? You know, we, we know you struggle with it. Realistically, you're going to end up going to 185 pounds at some point in your career. He said, it's shit. It's absolute shit. I hate cutting weight. This is a really, really big guy. He is massive. And for him to be fighting at 170 pounds, it just, it doesn't make all that much sense. I'm really excited to see in the next, in the next 10 days, if we're going to see a noticeable difference in his appearance, is he going to be incredibly fatigued by the end of this weight cut? Because we've seen that happen before. We've seen guys make the weight and then come fight night, they've got nothing left in the tank. Zero. They're dull, flat, no power on their punches. They can't eat a punch. And man, if you can't eat a punch against Tyron Woodley, power to you. Good luck. I, you know what I mean? This guy's defended the, the 170 pound title in the UFC for almost two years now. No, no one else is doing stuff like that. This guy's an incredibly smart fighter. He's, he's going to come in with a very good game plan against Darren Till. So I'm excited to see that it's going to be a very, very interesting dynamic to that fight will be uh, Darren Till's weight cut. You know, uh, of course, the, the Conor Khabib fight is really well documented at this point, Uncle Luke. You've seen the promos. You've seen the, the cuts. You've seen... Connor launching the, the dolly through the bus. You've seen everything that there is to this. You saw Connor in, in Russia for the World Cup, you know, talking with Putin. You know, that's what level Connor McGregor is at at this point in his life. He is hanging out with global politicians and ambassadors. He is on that level of stardom. You know, a big part of, of the, the Connor aspect is. Are, you know, are we going to get Connor Nate 3? Are we going to get it? Is it going to happen? Yes, it's going to happen. The payday is just absurd. It is way too big for them to not even consider the possibility of a third fight. So the question is, when does it happen? So we have to take care of first. Connor could be, that's going to be October 6th. And then, you know, we have Diaz Poirier, which Connor Khabib's the big fight. This is the fight I think that fans and brawlers can enjoy. This is Gaethje. This is Gaethje written all over it, by the way. They're just going to stand in the middle of this ring. They're going to throw punches at each other. Neither of them have particular knockout power, but they both have really good chins. So they're just going to trade shots for five rounds is what they're going to do. You know Nate can do it. 
He's been doing it his whole career. Poirier has been knocked out, you know, here and there, you know, obvious, infamously to McGregor back at 145 pounds. Now he's fighting at 155 pounds. Nate's ready. Nate's had a year and a half off. This is the longest he's had in his entire fight career, probably since he turned pro when he was like 18 years old. I mean, this is the longest he's gone without fighting. So, you know, he's going to be fresh, realistic. You know, he's not going to be injured. He's not dealing with any of that. He's not dealing with soreness. This is going to be a brawl. This is going to be a doozy where they're just going to stand and trade. If it goes to the ground, of course, it's in Nate's favor. Nate is a a, a black belt in, in jiu-jitsu and has as many submissions as probably anyone other than Damian Maya in the UFC right now. Poirier is hot. Poirier is really hot. He looks great. He's coming off of a big fight against Gaethje. And, and really... This is the best he's looked in his career. He looks mature. For the first time in his career, he looks incredibly mature. You know, he, he always had the attitude. He always had the, the physique was there. The physicality was there. But he looks mature and he looks like a professional now. And, and I want to see what a professional Poirier looks like against a well-rested Nate Diaz. And as exciting as that fight might be on paper... I'm not sure it should headline the Madison Square Garden card. I think they can really up the ante, and I don't know what fits in there. You know, I, I don't know who's available and all that jazz. But you could toss on another co-main event and make that card really interesting. The last thing I wanted to get into, and, and I think at some point, you know, I'll, I'll get into the Conor Khabib stuff. I'll break that down stylistically, matchup-wise. Uh, we'll look at previous fights and and where Connor might be able to implement stuff he's done in the past or Khabib on Connor because we've seen Connor fight wrestlers before. We've seen him fight Chad Mendes. We've seen him fight jujitsu guys like Diaz. We've never seen him fight a grappler like Khabib Nurmagomedov. There is no other grappler like Khabib Nurmagomedov. There's no one else. This guy drags you around. Like he's a bear in the woods for 25 minutes. And he's going to take your soul. He's not there to just like, oh, let, let's knock him out in a minute. It'll be done over with quick. No, he's going to torture you for 25 minutes. That's what he's going to do. So we will get into that at some point. But I'm going to save it for another another little uh, bow brawls, whatever, fight night, podcast, whatever we want to call this. Name's up for discussion. The name is still up for discussion. We'll figure it out, though, at some point. The last thing, Uncle Luke, that I did want to discuss is the boxing world right now in the heavyweight division. You know, Canelo, uh, Triple G is coming up soon. I, I do want to talk about that because I have an interesting perspective on their last fight um, last September. But I'm going to save that as well. What I wanted to discuss was Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder, the American, the bronze bomber, the man with the heaviest hands we've maybe seen. I, I, you know, I don't want to say Tyson, since Tyson. It's overused. It's overdone. You, you, you know, the, the Tyson comparisons are crazy. Deontay Wilder's 6'7". We're, we're, we're talking about two completely different fighters, but there is a, a power resemblance between the two. Anthony Joshua is is 
is playing the game. He's going to play the boxing game. He's going to he's going to work his way up. You know, he came in as a very inexperienced amateur fighter. He had only fought very few times prior to going to the Olympics in 2012. So they're trying to kind of ease him into the fight world and and now that he's the I believe it's the IBF heavyweight champion they they're going to have to start setting him up. He's got to fight his next fight is scheduled against Alexander Povetkin. Um, I don't know much about this guy. I, re- I really, really don't. There's there's not much on the books. I haven't seen him fight any other big names. No Luis Ortiz. He hasn't fight uh, fought excuse me Vladimir Klitschko or Tyson Fury. And speaking of Fury, well, that, well, that's who Deontay Wilder has. And uh, it's a it's a very intriguing matchup. This is the first time. I thought a guy might be able to kind of do what Deontay does to his opponents, and that's use his length and size. You know, I, I mentioned that the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder, is is six seven. Well, Tyson Fury, the Brit, the Gypsy King, as they call him, is six nine. Uncle Luke, six nine. This dude is ab absolutely huge i wish we had that face that you just made on camera six nine this guy is absolutely massive he has incredible footwork for a guy who's six nine he throws his hands really fast he doesn't load up on punches it's he's gonna do that this is gonna be interesting it's gonna be very intriguing seeing a guy kind of dance around deontay wilder now now he's gonna start getting peppered from the outside, you know, previously, guys, if you want to hit Deontay Wilder, you got to get inside. You got to get inside on Deontay Wilder. He's too long. He's, he, you're not going to be able to touch him, pepper him. Tyson Fury can. It, it's an awkward matchup. He's he's the most lineal or most recent lineal heavyweight champion. And this is the first time that we've seen an awkward matchup. You know, Luis Ortiz was a good a, a good fit, I guess, for for. Deontay Wilder, I thought it was a good matchup. I was intrigued. I was impressed when Wilder finished him. I want to see him take care of business on Fury. He does that and and this Joshua Wilder rivalry and, and almost imminent matchup is going to happen hopefully here very, very soon. So it's a it's a slight recap on the fight game there. You know, we, we broke down the, uh, the recent events of Justin Gaethje and his just absolutely brutal knockout of James Vick this last weekend. We we kind of talked about the, the size difference of Darren Till and Tyron Woodley. Woodley is a big 175, 170 pounder. Darren Till made Woodley look small. I cannot emphasize that enough. That is just crazy. You know, we talked about Diaz Poirier and it's a fight that um, you know, fans are excited to see it's gonna be a brawl. They're gonna stand and trade, but it's the rare fight where we've seen the two fighters maybe at their peak. You know, we're seeing a healthy Nate Diaz. He's not gonna be coming off a recent fight. You know, where him and his brother used to fight three, four times a year. We're not seeing that. We're not seeing Poirier come off a, a violent matchup. He took care of business rather quickly. So we're going to get to see two guys, you know, Poirier now looks like a professional. Diaz is healthy. He's got some time to recover. What does that look like? Well, we're going to find out soon. And then finally, 
Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, you know, it's the fight we all want to see in boxing. It's the heavyweight championship of the world. It's probably going to be the most watched fight in boxing since Mayweather Pacquiao. Technically, McGregor Mayweather would be the most watched since then. Anybody with Mayweather in the past yeah. 10 years. That's been pretty much the bottom the line. But this will be the first time that we've seen it not challenged because it won't be challenged, but it'll be very, very impressive the numbers that Anthony Joshua and Wilder are able to put up. I hope that that fight happens on U.S. soil, although I'm not so sure. They're able to pack 90,000 people into Wembley Stadium to watch Anthony Joshua fight. It's about 100. Yeah, and they, they've they've gotten you know 90-plus into that stadium before. But I want to see it on U.S. soil because I think they can get more numbers pay-per-view-wise. If it's during American time, so if it's in Nevada and you know in, in Las Vegas, they're going to be able to get a lot more viewers. I, I hope that Americans can kind of get behind Deontay Wilder. It makes it more fun when it's a, a clash, you know, the, the Brit versus the American. You want that storyline there. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that happens relatively soon. Uncle Luke, I appreciate you sitting in front of me listening to me rant and rave about the crazy world of the fight game. We got to break down some new fighters, some upcoming fights, um, and then we, we left room for some other topics still that are on the table that I can talk about for another time, but I'm thankful for the, the 20 minutes that I got to talk about something that I love, and hopefully that this is something we can grow and expand. This is the Iconic Podcast. Big, big, clap to this. Big, big, clap to this. Big, big, clap to this.